Yep. Uh, first of all, thanks for everybody sticking around. Uh, I know it was a uh, I know it was a long day. Uh, just before we get to the football part of it, you know, just I think everything that's going on in the past however many weeks, I think puts football in perspective. I think what we do is, you know, probably not as important as some of the other things a little bit more important in our lives, um, which is our family, our health, and, you know, our faith. Um, so I think we're all blessed to be here, be in a situation here this evening. Um, you know, I know it's been hard for a lot of people throughout the, uh, throughout the country, but, you know, I think the servicemen and women and the people on the front lines from a health standpoint um, in the hospital, I mean, they deserve more credit than, you know, a lot of these players that, you know, we're, we're going to talk about here over the next, you know, few days. So, um, you know, I think um, it's certainly unique, um, but, you know, I would say I think we're all very fortunate and blessed to be in a position that we're in and for all of us hopefully to have our health and you know, be able to enjoy, you know, the things in life that sometimes we take for granted. I know I have here the past three or four weeks. I think it's, um, you know, it's been awesome for me to be with my family on a daily basis, um, you know, being around my daughters every day. And ultimately, you know, that's more important than football and the things that we're doing and some of the things that we're going to talk about. But, you know, we'll, we'll certainly talk about them. But, um, you know, just thought it was appropriate to, to make some commentary there. Um, you know, so obviously we made a trade here um, in the first round. Um, certainly, like, most situations and in years past we're always ready to pick um you know it was a situation where we thought that the um you know, the trade made sense so it puts us in a position picking the top of the second round tomorrow the four thirds um you know we still have some picks there at the end uh, the two fourths the fourth six and the one seventh um so we'll see how um how it all works out here tomorrow i'm sure we'll be active tomorrow at some point we'll end up picking a player or two or three, like who knows how it goes, but you know, we have some flexibility going into tomorrow. So we'll recalibrate where we are, what's left and kind of take a look at, you know, some of the different players. Um, I'll just say overall process wise, um, the league did a great job. Um, everything went pretty smoothly. Um, I think everybody deserves a lot of credit in the league. They are group did a, did a great job. The communication was pretty fluid. Um, we really didn't have any gaps. So we, what we try to do is best replicate the best of our ability to replicate our process that we normally use in the draft room, uh, I'd say we were able to do that here, you know, this evening. So, uh, so that's kind of where we are for, for tonight. Certainly take some questions here for a little bit. We don't have any players to talk about, but, you know, probably some things that, um, you know, we can hit here over the next few minutes. We're going to start with Mike Petraglia, followed by Mike Reese. Thank you, Stacey. Uh, good morning, Nick, and thanks for doing this. Um, I guess what I want to go over is how much of a priority was it to target a particular player? I know Justin Jefferson went right before you were going to pick at 23. And how much of a priority was it for the organization uh, to move into the second round uh, and you now have a second round value? Yeah, I think we go into these drafts pretty open minded and we really look at everything on a case by case basis. So like we've talked about in the past, you always have to be prepared to pick, um, which we certainly were ready to pick. And we think we had a handful of players that we were discussing. Um, and the opportunity came up with uh, with the Chargers that we thought made sense. So each situation that comes up, we look at it on a case-by-case -case basis. And we do what we feel is, you know, we feel is the best. I don't think we go into it and say, okay, well, if this happens, we're going to do this. You know, it's we don't look at it that way. I think we just look at what's in front of us and then make a decision. And now we move forward with whatever decision that we make. Uh, if I could follow up real quick, Nick, uh, 
did you make that decision, you and Bill and the staff make that decision to pull off the trade once Jefferson went to the Vikings? Uh, we were having discussions with the Chargers and they went ahead and, you know, we kind of saw how the pick went and, you know, we were kind of on the clock at the time when we made the pick. So, um, you know, in the end, it, it worked itself out. Um, I think the Chargers put themselves in a position to do what they wanted to do and we thought it made sense and we could have very easily gone the other way and picked a player, which we would have done. So I don't, I don't think what happened in front of us necessarily dictated what we ultimately did. Uh, I think we just looked at the information that we had in front of us, went through it and made a decision to train out of it. So that's what we did. Thank you. Mike Reese followed by Ian Steele. Nick, uh, did you want to repeat what you said before we came on the recording when you were surveying the scene? Uh, about the reporters, someone like you had something to say about someone and the, the way they were dressed. Uh, no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. You're trying to one up Ian, I guess. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. That's all right. Uh, but you just look good, Mike. If that's on your recording, yeah, on, hopefully I hopefully helps you. I wasn't recording. I appreciate it. Um, but just spinning it forward to tomorrow, it's going to be a big day for you guys. Uh, just, I, I know you broke down the picture, but. I mean, how big is this with, with what you have accumulated here on day two? Yeah, right now we have five picks. They're kind of spread out a little bit, the one at the top of the second, and then really kind of all littered throughout the third round. It, it's not the same, but I would say similar. I think it was 2009. Like, we ended up popping those four second-round picks together. That was the Chung year. You know, we took Chung at the top of the second round. We ended up picking, you know, four players in the second round. It's to run later, um, you know, just give you some flexibility, just maybe move around in the middle there a little bit. The late round picks are the late round picks. So when you look at them all together, I mean, if you take the seventh, you basically have call it 12, 12 picks and one rounds or five rounds, whatever it is. So, you know, we'll see. Like I said, we're going to look at um, you know, what's left. Um, and kind of recalibrating if we want to move around a little bit. We certainly have the ammunition and the flexibility to do so. Like most picks and or trades, it's all player-driven, right? So if there's a player that you feel you need to move to get, then you, know, you can go ahead and do it. So we'll see how it all goes. I mean, I would expect us to pick, you know, the the players tomorrow. Um, how, we, how we pick them ultimately will be determined by what we're looking at and how much we actually end up moving. We go Ian Steele, followed by Bill Cristiani. Thanks, Stacy. Nick, thanks for taking the time here. Uh, how important was it for you guys to bridge the gap between what you had at 23 and 87, you know, with this trade? You mentioned maybe giving you guys some more flexibility down the road, but how important, how big was that gap for you guys to kind of uh, uh, you know, shrink there. Yeah, not necessarily. Um, you know, because we have enough picks where if we had to move around, you know, we had the we have the four late round picks, we have the three picks, or had the three picks in in the third round, the fourth round. So, you know, kind of going back to what I said to Mike a little bit earlier, everything's looked at on a case by case basis. So I would say it's more circumstance than anything else. It's, this is where we are right now. So at least we have an idea. So we're kind of sitting there at the top of the top of the round here. So I think mean, what we're five or six picks out or 37 or whatever it may be. So it, it wasn't something that we said, well, we definitively have to move and try to bridge that gap a little bit. I don't think that was the discussion. I think 
you know, like I said, if we didn't trade, we would have talked about the same thing. We've been talking about a player we picked at 23 and then would have been talking about, okay, you know, could we get back in the second round possibly? So, you know, I wouldn't say there was any intentionality behind it. I think that's just kind of what the end result was. Uh, next question, Nora Princiati, followed by Maureen. Uh, hey, Nick, I uh, hope you and your family are doing well. Um, just curious how things went logistically with all the technology uh, that you guys were using tonight, particularly with the trade, just because I think making trades was one of the things that, you know, everyone was most interested in how that was all going to go down. So how did yeah, that work? Yeah. Great question, Nora. I'd say it actually went very similar to how it goes in the draft room. So, you know, we were able to connect to the lead. So essentially what you have to do is just make sure both sides of the, of the trade are coordinated. So go through the league office, which you normally do anyways in the draft room. So, okay, we're trading with the Chargers. Here are the terms. And then they confirm it on the other side. So from that perspective, it went pretty smoothly. So the league did a great job. You know, we – we went through some dry runs a couple obviously monday we had a leak test we did a few things on our own as well to make sure okay what that communication would actually look like so i mean look we the power could go out tomorrow and then you know, we could be doing faxes but you know i'd say today was was pretty smooth i did everything was kind of moving along pretty smoothly there up until you know the first 10 picks and it was pretty quiet everybody's probably sitting around like holy cow nothing's going on and then you know, you had the, the flip there, 13 and 14 with San Francisco and Tampa Bay, and then you had a couple more trades that came up along the way. So I think once people probably saw the trades that, you know, there wasn't any issues, maybe they were more inclined to do it. <laughs> but um, for the most part, I'd say it was, it was pretty smooth. And the league did a really, the league's done a great job, I think, in terms of handling that. And, you know, our IT department has done a great job here over the last few weeks, just making sure that it's as seamless as possible given the circumstances. Uh, next question will be more important. Uh, I don't have any additional requests after that. So if you have a question, uh, you can either use that raise hand function or, um, oh, I see, I see, uh, we'll go Greg Bedard afterward. Hey, Nick, thanks so much for taking the time. Um, I know before the draft, Bill had said there was great depth at the quarterback position. I'm just curious, based you know on, on how the board fell tonight, if you guys still believe that there's great depth at that position going forward for the later rounds. Yeah, I think there's a, a number of players kind of in a pocket here, probably these next, you know, two to three rounds, um, you know, across positions. Uh, when you just go back and just kind of evaluate kind of what happened tonight, right? Uh, six or seven tackles went, I think six or seven corners went, or six receivers, four quarterbacks, you know, which I think going into the draft, I think the expectation was that's probably how it was going to shake out. Um, so there's certain positions may have a little bit more left over here moving forward. So hopefully we're in a position where there's still good football players that are available that, that we're able to pick. That's how we feel. Um, you know, so we'll have to kind of take it, you know, pick by pick here. But, um, you know, there's still good players that are kind of littered throughout the draft here. And everybody just has to figure out what makes the most sense for their particular situation and their team. Uh, you know, which is what we're what we're trying to do. Uh, Greg Bedard, followed by uh, Aiden Kern. Hey, Nick, um, you, you've been in the room with Bill before. I'm just wondering what virtual Bill is like. Is anybody camped out with him? Like, is he doing like a bosom buddy type thing with Ernie or anything like that? What is anybody in a Winnebago? <laughs> I'd say. Uh, 
I'd say a virtual bill is similar to draft room bill. So, uh, you know, I'm not with him, but so who's with him? I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I think he's doing fine. <laughs> I think he's doing okay. <laughs> like I said, the communication kind of going back to, you know, Nora's question a little bit earlier, you know, the communication was fairly, fairly smooth. Um, you know, our group has worked together for a number of years. Um, everybody has an understanding of their responsibilities and we all have worked together well with each other here for a number of years now. So I mean, a lot of credit goes to, you know, the preparation and, and the people and the work that's put in. Um, like I said, kind of going back to what we talked about earlier and I mentioned this the other day, just talking to Megan O'Brien, we just try to replicate our draft process as much as possible and just project it into a virtual situation. So the more you kind of normalize, keep things as normal as possible, right? It's kind of like what we're dealing with right now, day to day, right? You want to try to develop as much routine as possible and do as many things as you normally would do, understanding that there's some constraints. So I would say when you apply that to the draft, it's the same kind of mindset and principle. And that's kind of what we try to do. Next question is uh, Aiden Kern. Hey, Nick. Uh, David Andrews announced tonight on Instagram that he'll be returning to football in 2020. Um, curious how that factors into your draft plans, and does the team have full confidence in his ability to slide back into that starting center position uh, 2020? Yeah, uh, haven't seen that here yet, uh, obviously. But, I mean, look, David's been a good football player for our team for a long time. So I would say – you know, we try not to look at anybody's individual situation. We try to look at kind of the, the overall all-encompassing picture. Um, and what we've always tried to do is just add players, good football players to our team that we think can help us. Um, sometimes it works the way you hope. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, that's just kind of the nature of what we do. But, you know, Dave has been a great asset to our program. Um, you know, multi-year captain. I mean, there's a lot of things that he brings to the table. Nobody worked harder, I would say, just in his capacity and his role. Even last year, you know, he wasn't playing. But, I mean, more players and people that we have, like David Andrews in our building, better for the Patriots than everybody else. Thanks, Nick. Uh, next question is Doug Kide, and I'll ask again if you want to ask a question, either raise your hand, uh, use the chat feature, or text me. Go ahead, Doug. Hey. It looks like uh, – have you been learning to cut your own hair there or something? I've been cutting my hair since college, actually. Wow, you're well prepared for this. <laughs> you never know. Actually, funny story. I'll, I'll not to go off on a tangent, but I've been cutting my hair since college, and in one year, I actually was going on vacation over the summer, and the attachment fell off. So unfortunately, I didn't have a choice but to shave it all off. So I kind of got used to it. it. Was actually my senior year playing at John Carroll, so kind of got used to it. But you figure out a way. Some people have their wives do it. Uh, I just do it myself. Just make sure you have a mirror. So right. find a way. It's like <laughs> a, book, a, book, a book I'm reading. It's called Everything is Figure Outable. So try to figure out a way. There we go. Uh, you guys uh, traded Gronk yesterday uh, for what basically resulted in, a, I guess, a draft pick, I would say. what? How do you determine the value in a trade for a retired player? Yeah, I, I think trades always kind of take on life of their own so you know you just try to figure out okay either you're comfortable with the compensation that's being offered and provided or you're not and you make a decision and you move forward i think that's kind of how we've always approached trades whether it's veteran players whether it's during a draft so you know there's no set formula uh, for anything like that so you take the information you have you process it you talk about it you make a decision and you move forward which is essentially 
you know, what we try to do in, in that particular case. Thanks. Uh, next question is Tom Kern. Hey, Nick. Um, it's been a long time since you guys took a tight end prior to the fifth round, fourth round, fifth round. It's actually been a decade, Gronk being the last one. I know that you are not necessarily drafting for need, but when do positions become a priority? Could that be a position of priority? Uh, there's never one particular position that's priority. I think you go through your draft board and we grade the players um, at their respective positions and then you compare players across positions. So, um, you know, we take the information that we have and we try to make the best decision, make the best decision that we feel is best for our team. So if it happens to be a tight end, it's a tight end. If it's another position, it's another position. So, you know, I mean, there's no set formula. So we just try to go through it. And that's why we have a grading system in place so that you assign grades because what you don't want to do is assign a certain grade. Maybe it's one position a little bit higher than the other or it's a little bit lower, but then you take a player sort of out of scale like is that the best thing for your team you know ultimately you just have to answer those questions and do what you feel makes the most sense do you feel at all as if that position needs addressing didn't get a lot out of it last year after a decade of huge production from that spot because of the last guy you took with a high pick there yeah look in the end we'll do what we all, we all what we always do which is we'll make the decisions that we feel are best for our football team however they manifest themselves Mm, okay. Nick, I think we're all set. Okay. All right, great. Well, maybe we'll see you tomorrow night. If not, everybody have a good day. Uh, stay healthy. Uh, thanks for taking some time here this evening. And uh, enjoy tomorrow. Thanks, thanks everyone. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, 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 thanks. thanks. thanks.